Blog Talk Radio. The following is a Post Time with Mike and Mike production. Coming up third, Liz Byrne up the inside. Rock Diamond, wow, four of them. Here is Rock Diamond and Mitchell Cushing. They win the gold cup in soccer. It's American history trying to dig in on the outside endeavor. Tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike, with your host Mike Carter. Number one thousand for the third time, Aaron Merriman wins. And Mike Bozich. Down to the finish, turning a game winning the Betsy Ross over Caviar Alley and Apple Bottom Jeans one forty nine and two unbelievable. That dial. You've got another action-packed rendition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, who's taking in some of the uh, action from uh, from afar. They're taking in some of the boat action out at uh, Harris, Philadelphia. Mike Carter, Mike Bozich, joining you live from the studios here in Columbus, Ohio. And Mike, what an action-packed show we have for everybody today. Yeah, I certainly have a very different show today as we're going to talk to uh, Brian Mazarak, of course. He is the uh, ace handicapper at Buffalo, and that is your neck of the woods or your old neck of the woods, Mike Carter. And speaking of neck of the woods, you had an opportunity to go to Cal Expo and visit with uh, Hall of (laughs) Famer Gary Seibel, and that had to be quite an experience. Gary's just a great, great guy, and uh, you had a chance to call a race at Cal Expo your first ever, am I right? Yeah, it was my first ever race out at Cal Expo. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks so much to Chris Schick, Ben Kenny, and the guys out at Cal Expo for rolling out the red carpet for us. It was a lot of fun. And I got to tell you, Mike, I told Ivan Axelrod while we were out there, it's kind of like Cal Expo is on their own island, so to speak. Um, You know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, that they're kind of out by themselves. Uh, There's not a whole lot around. And, 
you know, it, it's they have this kind of meet with uh, Hawthorne and running aces right now. But I got to tell you, man, the racing out there is impeccable. And we even got to see a 50 and two mile over a really, really fast track. Yeah, that is certainly a fast mile. And, you know, I'll tell you what, let's give a lot of credit to Chris Schick and Ben Kenny and them guys. I uh, spent uh, a summer out, well, actually a spring out there. And, you know, listen, they, they've they been up against it for quite a while. I mean, California racing has been one of those, uh, you know, circuits as far as harness racing goes that they've been on the ropes for like 10 or 15 years now, and they continually find a way to get it done. And you brought up the biggest point is horse population, and they have had to get creative to get horses out there because, let's be honest, out here on the East Coast, you've got a million racetracks. They're really not a big deal with horse population out here, but there, there's nowhere to get horses. I mean, Frazier Downs is probably the closest. They've had to work with Running Aces. They've had to work with Hawthorne. But, you know, continuously year in and year out, they provide a very good wagering product. They handle very, very well. Uh, so hats off to them guys for keeping California racing alive because, like I said, they've been up against it for quite some time. What an action-packed show we have for everybody today. New USTA director Joe Zambito will join the program. And let's talk about Pompano Park for just a quick second. It has been lights out carryover city out at Pompano Park. You know, it seems like every time I look up the USTA newsroom, there's an article about uh, another record being broken at Pompano Park, and uh, Gaper, which certainly has got a, a lot, has got a lot to do with it, the, the gang down there. But Joe Zambito, the new race secretary down at Pompano Park, and. Uh, He's still going to Batavia, so uh, for all you would be race secretaries <laughs> out there, you could uh, you know you could sit on your resumes for a little bit as far as that goes. But uh, hats off to Joe Zambito. We've had him on the show a couple of times. Great guy, uh, talented guy, great race secretary, a great track announcer. And you know, Poppiner's another one of those situations, uh, Mike, where there's not a whole lot of racetracks around. So you know, the race secretary. Now, in this case, Joe Zambito's got to get creative to try to get, uh, you know, to, to uh, try to get horses there. But uh, once again, they are another uh, entity that just continues to get creative, continues to try to find ways to, you know, attract the gambler and, uh, you know, tries to find ways to write races to where they're competitive. And, you know, they've been doing just that. So hats off to them, guys. Very excited to have Joe on the show here today. Speaking of Western New York, we're going to talk to Brian Mazurik. And I'll tell you, me and Brian go way, way back. I'm sure he's going to give me crap about the Bills or the Sabres or something. But (laughs) they kicked off their 2020 live racing season last night in an action-packed season it began with. Yeah, certainly. And Buffalo, like, boy, you've had a chance to call races there. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where you got your start. And another place that's just, you know, they continuously put out a very good wagering product. They're very, very good racing, very competitive. And, uh, you know, Brian has been able to, uh, he's he's been able to ace that circuit. If you find, if you follow Brian and his picks, you've been doing very, very well throughout the last couple of years. And speaking of that, how about our man Gold Sheet Bob? And does he continue to throw up winners on our website on our handicappers corner post time with Mike at Mike.com another winning pick five. If you followed old cheap Bob's picks the other day, you've got a pocket full of cash. Well, pick five, a winning pick four. He did it all last week. Uh, if you yep. would have followed his picks this past Monday, you'd be about $3,000, uh, $3,000 richer. Be unbelievable uh, yep. how much he is doing or excuse me, how well he is doing. 
Yeah, no question about it. Plus, we're going to have Ashley Eisenbiel on the show. She is from the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. And a couple of weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, uh, they had uh, – or they were part of the Pennsylvania Farm Show. And virtual reality is something that we're seeing more and more of. I know it's something that Ryan Clements is trying to get involved in, trying to weave that into uh, his games off and pacing and catch driver. And the PHRA did that as well at the Pennsylvania Farm Show. It was a smashing success, both harness and thoroughbred. As a matter of fact, they got a lot of mainstream media coverage for that. So we're going to talk to Ashley about that as well. But Brian's going to be first up on the show. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USDA. We'll be back in just a moment. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, joined by Mike Bozich, live from Post Time with Mike and Mike Studios in Columbus. Lots of great action coming up. And speaking of great action, we're now joined by the track handicapper, Buffalo Raceway, Brian Mazurik. Brian, what's going on? Uh, not much, Mike. Just uh, kicking off the season. It was a good night last night. Uh, uh, weather cooperated for once, so that's always a good sign for the season. 
I think I heard six of eight first days have been canceled at Buffalo Race. Six of the last days, is that correct? I believe it was four of six. So it was uh, yesterday weather around 30 degrees, partly cloudy skies. It was it was like a middle of summer day to us. Mike? Visiting with Brian Mazurik. Brian, let's talk a little bit about handicapping Buffalo Raceway. Of course, that's kind of your forte. And, you know, you've got horses at this time of year, especially the first couple weeks of the meet, kind of like the start of any other meet where they're coming from a lot of different racetracks. And, you know, obviously Buffalo Half Mile is kind of its own animal in terms of handicapping. What are some of the things that you look for when you see all these horses coming from different places to Buffalo? Well, what I look for right now, a lot of these horses are have been down probably a month and a half since Batavia Downs closed. So they've been on the sidelines, you know, probably just jogging and things. But then you have some shippers coming in from Northfield. And I like seeing a Northfield shipper come into Buffalo. I think, you know, they've been racing, they're ready to go. And, you know, that's one uh, avenue I look for is who's been fresh. There was a couple that were in from uh, – uh, Saratoga and a couple in from Mohawk, and I, I kind of look at that to begin the season. Now, Brian, let's talk a little bit about Buffalo Raceway as a whole. From a wagering standpoint, uh, lots of great wagering opportunities. They have the pick five, they have the pick four. Last night, they had a guaranteed pick five, and you know, from a wagering perspective, it offers a lot of value and a lot of opportunities for uh, betters to kind of go in and scoop the whole pool. Oh, yeah. The 50-cent pick-five wager is always – I can't remember it ever, you know, being less than, you know, four or $500, it seemed, last year. There was some great pools, and then when you get the carryovers, the interest really builds, and that's what you have to look for. And with Buffalo, you know, you like last night was a prime case where I think the pick-five paid over, you know, $3,500. Visiting with Brian Mazurik. Brian, when we attack those uh, pick four and pick five wagers, obviously different handicappers have uh, different ways of structuring those kind of tickets. Maybe for somebody that's kind of new out there to those particular wagers, explain to us how you kind of attack those pick fours and pick fives. Well, I, I a lot of times I look at, you know, the horse's uh, post position. Buffalo is uh, – it's tough to get around – you know, now from the seven and eight hole. But last night, you know, that theory went out the window where you had a horse went out of the seven hole and your horse went out of the eight hole. So, you know, right now it's, I think any post position can win because it is new season and, you know, some horses are fresh and some are. Also, you got to look at your trainer or owner combinations. Uh, you know, Jim Clouser, he's got a few of the uh, Ron Burke, Weaver, Buscemi horses that are in town. And you always got to give them a look. Um, Maria Rice, she's got uh, a loaded stable. I think she produced three wins last night. Uh, Billy Davis, Drew Monte, uh, Kevin Cummings, he's coming back. Uh, those are the guys that you look for drivers. Uh, you also have to take a look at somebody like Denny Bucheri. He's He was red hot at Batavia, and he came in and won a couple races last night. And if you want a price, never overlook Denny Bucheri right now. So if you see him on a pick five, you know, he could really pad that ticket for you. 
Now, Brian, obviously Buffalo did some great things in the offseason to kind of spruce things up. Tell us a little bit about those. Well, they put another 600 tons of material down on the track. Uh, new uh, self-serve wagering terminals in the clubhouse and um, new TVs that really can uh, help the high-definition product, both in the paddock and in the clubhouse. So, you know, it's a good place to be right now. They've added a few items to the menu, and uh, the clubhouse was very active last night for a Wednesday night opening night. It was very pleasing, and, you know, they've also, the all-you-can-eat buffet will be the last Saturday of the month, so... For 19.99, all you can eat buffet includes beverage, a $5 gaming voucher, $5 uh, Buffalo Raceway wagering voucher, and a, and a program. So you, you can't you can't beat that. You're basically going to be eating for 10 bucks all you can eat on a Saturday night. But you you need to make reservations on a Saturday night right now at Buffalo because the clubhouse is full. It gets full, and you don't want to be left out on a Saturday night. Well, let me tell you what, Brian, you're starting to talk about food, so that's not a good thing when you're talking to Mike Carter and I, yeah. <laughs> because food is certainly our uh, our specialty. But, you know, you talk about uh, some of the drivers that have come out of Buffalo Raceway over the past, you know, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And, you know, one of those uh, young drivers that, you know, has really caught my eye that is just doing very, very well and now is driving at the Meadowlands on a part-time basis is Dramonti. And I know, Brian, you followed his career very closely. It has to be uh, something special to watch guys like that, you know, grow and mature as drivers and, you know, go on to bigger and better things. Yeah, uh, Drew did post a triple last night, and uh, that's coming off a double he had at the Meadowlands on Saturday night. So he's going to be back at the Meadowlands, I believe, on Saturday and Friday night. So he won't be at Buffalo this Saturday, but I expect him to be around, you know, he kind of rotated between Plain Ridge and the Meadowlands and Buffalo, and I think he was even in Kentucky last year. So, you know, Drew's one of those guys that he's an outstanding driver, and he's going to go wherever the drives are. And, you know, I think he's going to try to fit Buffalo, Batavia on his schedule and along with stepping up, which is great for him, and it's always nice to – see a local guy do really good on other circuits. Brian, one more question before we let you go. Um, obviously, one of the big things about racing at Buffalo is the weather. And obviously, you know, there are times where you guys get quite a bit of snow. And, of course, that that uh, means changing track conditions. Um, how are handicappers, especially maybe new to the Buffalo circuit, supposed to attack that? Well, you never know with the Buffalo Raceway weather because uh, it looks good for Saturday night. And uh, last year we only lost one day. That was opening day because of the weather. So uh, you really, if it's a wet track, I tend to see the one hole sometimes gets a little, a little sticky where you can't move. But and that's where the closers seem to come in down the stretch. If you can go be two or three wide turning for home. When it's kind of an off track, the tendency, and that's, you know, don't hold me to it, tends to be the closers two or three wide. And uh, that that's what I've found over the years. But, you know, every year tracks change. You add new material and what have you. And like I said, last night it was it was kind of, uh, you know, any, any pulse could win last night. 
there's horses that came from far back, and there's horses that were going wire to wire. So, you know, right now it's early in the season, and you really have to do your homework. Good stuff. Well, Brian, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. For anybody that wants to follow along with your picks, tell us where we could uh, where we could do so. Well, you can go to the Buffalo Raceway website, go on the handicapping spot. You can see my picks there. You can click over on them from that site. And you also can go to uh, Brian's Buffalo Raceway Selections.blogspot.com and follow along on Twitter and uh, other social medias you can get there. And we're looking for It's a tough card on Saturday night. There could be some money to be made because there's a few head scratchers for me. So. You you know, it could be a good night to make some money. All right, good stuff, Brian Mazurk. Brian, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Good luck this meet. Yeah, thank you very much. Nice talking to you guys again. All right, that was Brian Mazurk from Buffalo Raceway. And, wow, Brian, not one word, Mike Carter. Not one word <laughs> about the Buffalo Bills. Not a word that about that good the Bills, season that they had, not one word. That's Hey, listen, that's, a, that's, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. <laughs> I didn't want to hear about the Bills anyway. Still lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the United States Trotting Association. PHRA's Ashley Eisenbeals in the on-deck circle. We're going to talk about some virtual race, uh, vir- virtual reality that uh, just occurred at the Pennsylvania Farm Show about a week and a half ago. So we're going to talk to her about that. Plus, still lots left to come as Joe Zambito will be joining us, the brand-new race secretary at Pompano Park. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Jimmy Freight is new to Ontario in 2020. Jimmy Freight is the richest and fastest son of sports writer and was the O'Brien three-year-old called Pacer of the Year and won multiple stakes at ages two, three, and four. And Jimmy Freight turns on the Jimmy Jet by a length and a half in 148-1. Jimmy Freight at 10-1 to to win the Dayton Pacing Derby. He stands his first season in 2020. For booking information on Jimmy Freight, please visit winbackfarm.com. Limited shares available. Go to winbackfarm.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. We're joined now by Ashley Eisenbeel from the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Ashley, how's it going? Good. How are you? 
not doing too bad. Let's talk about the Pennsylvania Farm Show. Lots of publicity surrounding this event. Talk about what you guys did out there. Well, we go to the Pennsylvania Farm Show every year. This will be my fourth year representing Pennsylvania horse racing um, as a whole, and it was crazy. Um, We changed up the booth a bit, and we decided to jump on this virtual reality um, wagon. It's been pretty um, popular. I've seen other states do it, and actually the Meadows did it. Um, Chris Gooden and Donnell Musk, they had a a virtual reality simulator at their track and kind of asked Chris to help us out in creating a virtual reality experience that we could take to um, events that aren't at uh, the racetracks and get people that aren't usually going to the racetrack and kind of show them what racing is. And he was great. Chris came out to Penn National. Penn National let us um, get some first. There's We are the first to have the 360 footage of thoroughbred racing for our simulator. So we're kind of, you know, the first ones to get out there, breaking new ground with, with the thoroughbred one. The harness one, like I said, it's been there, um, but it's just as exciting. And the response at the farm show was incredible. I mean, everyone of all ages were, were dying to get on it. We had a 90-year-old man, you know, wanting to get on and drive. Uh, we had, you know, we had to be 12 to actually do the simulator. But um, we had a lot of young kids, a lot of schools, and it got a lot of buzz. So we're super excited about it. It, it starts a great conversation with people. I mean, it, it really makes people open up. They like racing. It's not negative. They want to experience it. It's exciting. And I didn't have anyone bring up any negativities about our industry, which was really pleasantly surprising. Visiting with Ashley Eisenbeel from the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Ashley, we continuously talk about uh, how we can get new people involved in the sport of horse racing, you know, and by doing things like, you know, being represented at the Pens- at the uh, at the farm show, you know, doing the virtual reality things like that. I think that's a great way to kind of introduce people to our sport. And also, you guys got some really good mainstream media coverage for that as well. Yeah, we did. A lot of news broadcasters from all over PA wanted to get in our booth and film on it. I mean, I think it became like a battle between um, the broadcasters to see who could ride the simulator funnier, better, who could squeeze into the silks um, for the live TV. So we were we were on seven different um, news stations, and that's the most coverage I've ever seen a booth get there um, other than, you know, the duck slides because that one's pretty popular too. <laughs> now, now, Ashley, talk to us uh, a little bit about kind of what went into putting that together. Obviously, you know, you guys worked with Chris Gooden to kind of put that virtual reality set together, but kind of take us through their experience from start to finish. What, what happens once they get on do they, you know, do they win sometimes? Is it different races? Uh, what do you guys ha- help them do there? So basically, we we kind of formed this ourselves. This is a an at home do it yourself simulator. We didn't hire a company. This was a lot of time me and Seth Dowling internet searching on how we could simulate racing for thoroughbred and for harness. So. Chris did the the footage for us. Um, We found uh, Oculus Go goggles 
would be the best ones to use because we could actually store the footage in the goggles. We didn't have to um, hook it up to anything or have like a, a PlayStation. So they're all all the videos are stored there. And not everybody experiences the same race. Uh, we have about four to three different races for thoroughbred and harness that we can switch them up. So, you know, if there's a group of people, they can get different races, um, which makes it a little bit more fun. And for thoroughbred, we have it's, – it's an exercise machine, actually, from Japan. So it moves, it vibrates, it moves like a horse. It has speed that we'll sit you on. Um, and it has straps that you put your feet in, and it does feel like the motion of riding a horse. Um, unfortunately, our booth was a little too small. We could not bring in our standard simulator because that is quite big, um, the race bike. But we had a custom race bike made, um, and it is really great. And we're going to be debuting that one um, next, actually this month, February, at the World Horse Expo here in Harrisburg. We have a booth there, and that is, I made sure we got three booth sizes so we can make sure that uh, race bikes can get in there for that simulator. Um, we have the race bike there. We're working on getting a vibration pad to make it feel more like you're actually riding the bike once you put the goggles on. Um, so we're really excited about debuting now the race bike um, along with the thoroughbred simulator. Visiting with Ashley Eisenbill from the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Now, Ashley, let's shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. This is kind of a unique initiative because not only – because you have one organization basically now that is promoting racing together, both harness and thoroughbred. And I think if you go from state to state, that's a pretty it's, – it's a pretty unique idea, but I think it's effective uh, because I've always been – you know, under the the thing that, you know what, you have to be united. I think more united the racing industry is both thoroughbred and harness. I think the stronger it becomes, and I think the more effective that marketing initiatives become. So for those people out there that really have no idea what the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association is, tell us. So, yes, we're, we are a group of the standard bred horsemen, um, for thoroughbred to standard bred, and also the breeders, um, standard bred and thoroughbred as well. So it is a unique opportunity. I was so excited um, when I heard about the opportunity that they wanted to come up with a branding campaign that brought the two together. And I think that is the direction of the future. Um, people hear horse racing, and they don't think, oh, standard bred or oh, thoroughbred. We want them to think, horse racing as a whole in PA, and that we are one sport. Uh, we have different rules, a little different <laughs> different look at the race, but we are united as one and just come to a racetrack and enjoy it. I mean, that's, that's the whole goal is getting people to come out to the racetrack, get the feel of what it is to be there. Um, they watch it on TV. They watch the Kentucky Derby. They don't realize that Pennsylvania has six racetracks, and a lot of them are right at their back door. And then we also have 15 fair racing, harness racing. And they're right there in their neighborhoods, and they don't understand the industry that harness racing supports here in PA, the jobs we create, the land that it preserves. And we really need to educate the public and get out to those public events um, and show them things like the VR and get them enticed into 
horse racing is a kind of cool thing to do with our, our weekend or a pastime. Tell me more about it. Or I've never, we want to reach people about betting as well. Like they're too embarrassed or they've never understood it and give them the breakdown of it's not that hard if you take five, like five minutes and have someone nicely explain it to you. Um, so our website does a great job for people um, wanting to learn about our industry, learn about betting, learn about breeding, learn about harness racing, learn about thoroughbred racing. Uh, if you go to www.penhorseracing.com, we have an entire learn section that breaks it down for you. Um, and then we'll get you to the track because we have an interactive map that tells you where the tracks are and an event calendar to tell you what events are happening at that track. So whole goal is make it easy for everyone and not be less intimidating with our sport. I think our sport is a little intimidating for some. Good stuff. Well, Ashley, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We'll check in with you next month. And, uh, hey, you guys are doing a great job out there. And, and uh, my, my next and last question was actually where we could follow you guys, but I think you kind of explained that. So, Ashley, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and we will check in with you next month. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, that was Ashley Eisenbeel from the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. And, Mike, you know, I've long preached unity between thoroughbred and harness because a lot of times I think thoroughbreds and harness, I think they kind of uh, they kind of go their own different directions in terms of marketing and things like that. But you know what the state of Pennsylvania is doing with that marketing initiative with both breeds, I think is can has the ability to be effective. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, being able to promote both breeds is something that uh, I think, uh, you know, some of, some of the, you know, the PHRA is doing a great job at doing and, you know, they're able to promote both breeds while keeping them separate at the same time and giving them equal uh, opportunity and airtime. I think that's, that, that's pretty big to note is that they're not just favoring one over the other. Um, I remember the, um, one of the videos they did last year involved both thoroughbred and standardbred and uh, a few announcers dancing, I believe. Yeah, well, I was going to say don't bring that up, but that's okay. You've been yeah. fun. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that video has been buried now. It's, it's gone. It's, we'll look forward. But as, I was going to ask you, have you ever have you ever done the, the virtual reality thing with, with the racing? I have not. I have not either. I, I want to try it. There's yeah. not a weight limit on yeah. there, is it? Um, if there was, I wouldn't be allowed on there. But uh, yeah, well, exactly. news, we got some we got some yes. racing news to announce uh, from our friends at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Uh, they are going with a new post time and a new wagering menu. Uh, new oh. post time and a new wagering menu. Six fifty five posts starting February seventh. Um, lots of great wagers coming. They'll still have the pick five wager, which will now drop to a twenty cent minimum from the current 50 cent minimum, the pick four will first pick four will kick off in, excuse me, a pick six will kick off in race number four with a 20 cent minimum. They will have a pick four in race six that will have a $50,000 guaranteed pool. Uh, That will be a 50 cent minimum. Uh, Race number 10 will feature a late 50 cent pick four. Uh, That will begin in race number 10. And, of course, the 20-cent Can-Am Pick 4, which is available on Saturday night. So a new Pick 6, lower minimums in the Pick 5, and moving some Pick 4s around. Uh, interesting uh, interesting things going on. The new, or excuse me, the 20-cent Survivor Wager is going away. Rolling Pick 3s are returning to their wagering menu. And it uh, looks like wow. Daily Double players are going to go 
back to the original traditional format, first two and last two races, which goes back into effect. Again, all this takes place on February 7th with the press release coming out here just a few moments ago. Yeah, I love rolling quick threes. And I actually, I really like that they, they didn't have rolling doubles, but they had a double every other race. Which, right. you know, I, th- I thought it was interesting, but, it, it, you know, in, in all reality, they're good plays, but for some reason, it seems like they just get overlooked by, by gambling. And even, you know, when I'm uh, handicapping a card, for some reason, it just they just get overlooked. I don't really know why, but uh, the rolling pick threes are great. I love rolling pick threes. I know you're a multi-race wager type of player, so I know that that's something you're going to enjoy. And, and by the way, if you're super bored, I'll be on TBG Saturday night talking about the Meadowlands, so maybe we'll bring that up. <laughs> All <laughs> right, we're going to take a quick time out. Joe Zambito is in the on-deck circle, the newest USTA director. He's also the race secretary at Batavia Downs Gaming and just installed as the race secretary at Isle Capri at Pompano Park. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the USTA in Bet America back in a flash. Harness Racing is back at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment with a post time of 7.15. Join in on our popular guaranteed pools. The pick five starts in race one with a $25,000 guaranteed pool. And in race eight, the guaranteed $50,000 pick four begins. Kindergarten finals are on Saturday, November 2nd. TVG finals and final four are on Saturday, November 23rd. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing and event information. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire. Every year, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation travels the country to share the love of harness racing with the next generation. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation educates, introducing youth to new friends and opportunities. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Learn how you can support bringing kids and horses together, building a stronger future for the sport. Visit hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. We're joined now by the coach, Joe Zambito. What's up, Joe? Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Not doing too bad. Joe, before I get into anything harness racing, you're a head football coach. I got to ask, who you got coming up this Sunday? Uh, well, in the game, I would have to say uh... – it's going to be a good one, but uh, as much as I want San Francisco to win this game, I think Kansas City is going to, going to outgun them in the end. 
All right. Well, listen, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a fun game. We got one of my coworkers here who you'll meet in uh, a couple of weeks in Columbus, uh, Jason Turner. He's a hardcore San Francisco fan. So uh, we'll have to get you to talking about some football, but let's talk about the USTA. Uh, we'll talk about that first. Uh, you are one of the new USTA directors. Uh, this was a seat that, uh, you know, that you picked up with the addition at Pompano Park. And what is that like for you? You get to be in, uh, you know, get to help kind of run the sport, so to speak. Uh, you get to be on one of the, or sitting on the board of directors here at the USTA and uh, kind of help shape the sport. Yeah, honestly, guys, it's a dream come true for me. And I have to thank everybody at Pompano Park for the opportunity. Um, you know, since I was a little boy, uh, harness racing has been uh, in my blood. And now to be a USTA director, um, you know, it's an honor and a privilege to serve uh, everyone uh, that's involved in uh, harness racing. And, Joe, of course, you've been named the new race secretary at Pompano. First of all, congratulations on that. And uh, second Thank of all, you. you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier in the show about, you know, tracks like Cal Expo and Pompano where there's not necessarily a whole lot of racing around. You kind of got to get creative you know, with the horse population that you're dealing with to, to make competitive racing. Tell us a little bit about that challenge and how you're going into it. Yeah, you know, what we're trying to do is, uh, you know, create races with the, with the um, you know, the best population for each race. And, uh, you know, we're trying to uh, move our races around so horses have, uh, you know, ample opportunity to race and create the biggest fields and most competitive fields as possible. And, uh, you know, we have a very nice driving colony down here and uh, some really classy horsemen, a lot of them with a lot of wins under their belt. So uh, Pompano is a great place to be. From a wagering standpoint, since you've taken over, it has been lights out from a wagering standpoint. <laughs> uh, the betters cannot, for whatever reason, they can't figure it out. And it has created some massive, massive pools. It's done some great things for the handle down there. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the things that you changed and what it's been like to kind of see yep. this wagering product grow over the last couple of weeks. Well, you know, I think a lot of it is race placement. Uh, you know, you got to know where to put certain races, uh, you know, to create the uh, biggest pools possible. You know, you have to throw the fan a, uh, you know, what should be a, a single and in a, in a, in a uh, multi-race wager. And, um, you know, try to make the other races as tough as possible. Uh, you know, it was great on Monday. We had a pick four pool of $127,452. And then we came back on Tuesday and had a pick six pool. And, and it wasn't a rainbow. It was a pick six pool that had $112,279 in it. And I got to tell, you know, for all the listeners out there, if you're not playing uh, Pompano Park, you have to get in on it and send it in. That's for sure. Pompano Park. Uh, Joe, of course, one of our uh, favorite guys is uh, Gabe Pruitt. He's been on the show a lot of times. He's a great track announcer. He's a great ambassador for the sport. Now you have a chance to work with him hand in hand. Tell us kind of about yeah. your relationship with Gabe and, and, you know, how much he's done for the sport of racing. Oh, what Gabe does for, uh, you know, the media and, and harness racing, especially down here in Pompano Park is second to none. You know, he hangs our post times and he does a great job. You know, there's a science to it. And, you know, a lot of the novice racing fans don't understand that. But, you know, he he finds a way to find the niche 
um, to what is the best possible post time for each race. And Gabe and I talk um, nightly, not just once or twice, but probably 10 to 15 times. I'm, you know, over in my office near the paddock and he's upstairs and, you know, we, you know, we try to set post times that are, you know, the best to get the, uh, the best possible number in for uh toad action on each and every race. And as you can see, he's definitely doing his job because, uh, we continue to, uh, boost our handle. You know, like I said, a lot of it is, uh, you know, positioning of the races. And, um, you know, we did change a few of the conditions. We added uh, money bars to a few of our uh, lesser races, you know, our uh, bottom level condition races where horses can't drop from the top to the bottom. And uh, everything seems to be moving well. Now, Joe, obviously lots of great things coming up at uh, Pompano Park. Uh, you guys have the World Amateur Driving Championship coming up uh, here in just a couple of weeks. And, you know, th- this job, it's one of those that you kind of had the perfect gig there uh, for the longest time. You still got the perfect gig. You go to Batavia in the, in the beautiful time of Western New York. You get out it, just in time for winter to come, and then you go to beautiful Florida. What has this experience just kind of been like for you? It's almost surreal, guys. Um, you know, being in Pompano has always been a dream of mine. And uh, thanks to our director of racing here, Stacey Cahill, she made my dream come true, um, where I could be at, uh, you know, beautiful Pompano Park. And like you said, Mike, we got a lot of a lot of interesting uh, activities coming up. We have our Pro-Am coming up in the beginning of March with Timmy Tietrich and Dave Miller. And we're working on another activity. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but uh, we're going to work on a promotion coming up that I think is going to create a lot of interest with the USDA. So you're going to have to stay tuned for that. But yeah, being in Western New York in the summertime is beautiful. I love Batavia, love the people, uh, being able to coach football up there, being with the kids, and then being able to come to Pompano in the winter. Come on, it's like a dream come true. Visiting with Joe Zambito. Joe, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. And uh, one final question for you. You know, it's kind of a a unique dual job that you have because, uh, you know, you put together races, uh, you announce races, and then you coach football. Any similarities between coaching football, coaching kids, and and being a race secretary or announcer? Well, you know, in all those different hats, you got to be able to deal with people. You got to be able to deal, you know, you got to deal with parents on the football field. You got to be able to deal with the owners. And, you know, you have to just be able to, um, you know, tell them, you know, like it is, you know, in a very nice way. And, um, you know, you have to, you know, on the football field, you have to um, make choices, uh, you know, quick choices. And, you know, when I'm sitting down here in the race office, you have to make some hard decisions. And that's exactly what you have to do as a football coach. You know, you have to make some hard decisions, and you're going to second-guess yourself. But uh, what you have to do in the end, no matter if it's being a race secretary or a football coach, you have to be able to live with those decisions and uh, try to make it the best for everyone involved. All right, well, listen, Joe, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, Congratulations on your new job at Pompano. I'm sure it'll work out fantastic for you. And uh, best of luck to you. We'll check in with you pretty soon. You guys do a great job. Thank you so much. All right, that's the new race secretary at Pompano, Joe Zambito, one of our good buddies. And uh, I'll tell you what, Mike, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm i envious. I'll just, I'll just put it to you that way. <laughs> you know, whenever you have a job 
okay, that you could spend – where you don't have to see cold weather, where you can right. spend the summers up here and the winters down in Florida. You know, listen, I, I, I'm envious. I, I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, he doesn't have to see uh, that much snow, and uh, he leaves as soon as it happens and uh, goes down to beautiful Pompano Park. And then as things kind of get too hot down there, he heads north for the winter, so uh, or excuse me, for the rest of the summer. So, you know, he, he's, got the, uh, he's got the gig. Who's got it better than Joe right now? But certainly deserving. I mean, great, great guy, good ambassador for the sport, and uh, I'm sure him and Gabe will make a, a great team. And how about – some of those pools down there at Pompano. They have been phenomenal over the last uh, week or so. And just, I mean, just unbelievable amount of carryover action. And, you know, it's huge. Certainly, certainly. So hats off to them guys down at Pompano that just, you know, they continue to just kick butt and get it done in the handle department. And that's, you know, that's not only good for them, Mike, but that's good for the sport of harness racing. And, and, uh, you know, hey, I think it proves that, you know, with a little bit of creativity, Mike, that harness racing can make a go of it. I, you know, I mean, I think there are, you know, guys like those guys out of Calex, those guys up at Western Fair, Meadowlands, Woodbine, Mohawk. We see, we're seeing a lot of good things happen right now in harness racing in terms of wagering. And, and that's, you know, hey, that's what it's all about. And, you know, so hats off to, to them guys, uh, all, everybody in the sport of harness racing that's working hard to make it happen. We're going to wrap this thing up. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. Hey, racing fans. We all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post-time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. Jimmy Freight is new to Ontario in 2020. Jimmy Freight is the richest and fastest son of sports writer and was the O'Brien three-year-old called Pacer of the Year and won multiple stakes at ages two, three, and four. And Jimmy Freight turns on the Jimmy Jet by a length and a half in 148-1. Jimmy Freight at 10-1 to to win the Dayton. Derby. He stands his first season in 2020. For booking information on Jimmy Freight, please visit winbackfarm.com. Limited shares available. Go to winbackfarm.com. All right, we're back in this edition of Post Time with Mike. And Mike, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us here. We'll see everybody back here next Thursday. First post is 10:30. Good night, everybody.
Can't stay here I know 